0: yeah you couldn't help it i know you felt it green and white white and green who are we the celtics who are we the celtics who are we the celtics all right celtics fans we are back another episode of boston celtics game day recap i'm your host guy deep and the celtics beat the brooklyn nets 103 92 this was Probably one of the uglier games from an offensive side that we've seen in quite some time. However, Celtics probably have the best defensive game they've had all season as well to offset it. So again, 103-92, big win for the Celtics, starting a six-game road stretch here. Uh, It's going to be a tough, tough battle here, tough battle these next six games or the next five games after today. Uh, I'm going to follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game run through some of the highs, some of the lows, uh, and kind of wrap up where the, the road ahead is for the Celtics, the next five games in this road stretch. Uh, to get things started off here, there is only one right answer for player of the game, and that is Jalen Brown. This guy was an absolute monster tonight, absolute monster. End of the game, 34 points, 10 rebounds, as well as two assists. And the number that everybody wants to see, zero turnovers for Jalen Brown in this one. This was as efficient as we've seen him in some time. 10 of 20 from the field, 5 of 9 from 3, and he just came out firing. Absolutely firing. Jalen Brown had 20 points in the first quarter alone uh, and didn't really... Didn't really stop from an efficiency standpoint. Obviously, he did not go out and score 80 points in this one. Only scored 14 the remaining three quarters. However, all of the shots that he was taking were super efficient. And he had a couple monster steals in this one. Uh, This is a a better Jalen Brown game defensively as well. Because we've had a couple games this season where Jalen Brown defensively seemed a little disconnected. Uh, but tonight, two steals, four blocks. So Jalen Brown, this was probably one of his better all-around games of the season. And you absolutely love to see that because this isn't a game where Tatum really came out firing. Uh, the, the final stat line for Tatum is fine. 29 points, 11 rebounds, an assist, four steals. Overall, this wasn't a great game for Tatum. He ended up with nine turnovers in this one. Uh that was really the reason the Brooklyn Nets were in this game for the majority of it was because of the amount of turnovers that the Celtics really had in this one. Uh, But overall Jalen Brown really led this team from the start and continued throughout the remainder of the game. So really solid from him. Uh, We also had some other really good performances. The next best guy in my eyes is Malcolm Brogdon. Marcus Smart did not play in this one. And we'll talk about that in the second half because his playmaking is where things really fell off. As a team, the Celtics are averaging 27 assists per game. Marcus Smart leading the team, seven and a half ish assists on the season for him so far. Obviously, nothing from him today. Malcolm Brogdon stepped up in his absence. Uh, 13 points eight rebounds eight assists overall just super super clutch performance from him when the Celtics needed a basket he got us a basket when the Celtics offense was stagnated he would drive dish find a guy had a couple really good assists got Sam Hauser a basket uh, got Al Horford a corner basket like everything that Marcus Smart does Malcolm Brogdon was really tasked with today. And I'm not talking strictly from the offensive side. Defensively, you saw Malcolm Brogdon covering Kyrie Irving, but you also saw him on Kevin Durant a lot in this one. So having an additional guard on top of Marcus Smart that can go out and do the similar things. I'm not going to say he's the same player as Marcus Smart, especially on the defensive end. But he went out and played a fantastic game of basketball today. Uh, So really, really impressed with him overall in this one. Uh, Grant Williams was another one. This was a a really solid game defensively for Grant. Uh, And there were a couple of moments in today's game that Grant just stepped up in a major way. You want to talk about starting the game hot? He had the first, I want to say, seven points for the Celtics. He had the strong take on Joe Harris early uh, after Jalen Brown was being denied the ball. He had a strong baseline drive and finish. And then the corner three from Tatum. That was all in the first four minutes of play. The first three minutes of play. Like I said, I think he scored the first seven points for the Celtics. After that, Jalen Brown just went off. And he really carried the scoring load for the remainder of that first quarter. But Grant is what started us off. Uh, defensively, is another really solid game for him as well. Yeah, you know, I, I do want to talk about Horford in, uh, in both segments of this one because this wasn't a, a good offensive game for Al Horford. He ended the night with only three points. But defensively, this was a really solid game. He ended the night with a steal and three blocks. And those three blocks were like vintage Al Horford, like athletic, getting up high, blocking stuff off the backboard. Like these were solid, solid blocks for Al Horford. And you look at his plus minus tonight, he was a plus fourteen. This isn't a this isn't a game where you look and see, oh my god, like Al Horford scored three points. He only had six rebounds. Like he had Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both out rebounded him. Like this stuff shouldn't be happening. But Al Horford still contributed at a pretty high level on the defensive end. Like I said, offensively, this was not the Celtics' best. Defensively, though, this is right up there with one of the best games that we've played defensively all season long. And this against a pretty good Brooklyn Nets team. All right? I've talked a ton of trash to the Brooklyn Nets, deservedly so. Mm-hmm. Their record is not what it should be, given the amount of talent that they have. Uh, But if you look at the way the Celtics played collectively as a a defensive unit, this is as impressive as as it gets. Kevin Durant, whether you want to believe it or not, is still an MVP talent. He's still a very, very good basketball player. We turned him over eight times. Six of those were because of double teams. Right. All game long, all game long, anytime Kevin Durant touched the ball, we had a timely double team. And it led to a couple errant passes that Jason Tatum picked off. It led to Jalen Brown picking his pocket. Like it led to turnover after turnover after turnover. And this is, you know, a minus 19 for Kevin Durant. He scored 31 points in this. So I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, the Celtics locked him up by any means. But when you're forcing Durant to score 31 points, but you're also turning him over eight times, that means that nobody else is doing anything on that team. And you look down the stat line, Kyrie Irving, 18 points, decent, fine, whatever. Seven of 21 from the field, though. That is 30%, 33%. One of five from three, right? The Celtics did a really good job of forcing a bunch of turnovers from this Brooklyn Nets team. Defensively, everyone was connected. You want to talk about active hands? Everyone, everyone on the team was active, was getting in passing lanes, creating turnovers, forcing tough shots. There were like three 24-second shot clock violations in this one as well from them. This is as good of a game as we have seen from a defensive standpoint all season, and I love to see it. Love to see it because this is – showing that the Celtics are capable of doing this. And obviously, you know, you go back last year, best defense in the NBA by a good margin. Largely, this team hasn't changed. You know, we have Derek White in the system a little bit longer. Malcolm Brogdon comes in. Uh, But outside of that, you know, the main rotation guys have stayed the same. What this is showing, this is, again, best defensive game that we've played. It's showing that the Celtics can win multiple ways. We've gone out there. We've scored 130 points a bunch of times. We've gone out. We've shown over and over that this team can beat anybody in an offensive battle. This wasn't an offensive battle. This was a game that was won because of our defense. Again, anytime you can hold a team under 100, that's a massive win. And this is the second time that we've done it all season long. That's not a lot. That's not a lot considering the amount of defensive talent we have on this team. But when you look at the way the offense is played, it makes sense that if we're running and gunning, if we're constantly pushing the pace, the games are going to be higher scoring. I get that. Uh, but this is this was a fun one. It was actually a really just ugly game overall, but this is a a fun way to win because it's vintage Celtics defense clamped down uh, and you absolutely love to see it. Uh, But overall you look at the rest of the the guys in this one, this was kind of tough. This was a almost like a playoff environment. As far as rotations go, we had our five starters and then you look, you've got Brogdon who played 32 minutes in this one. Sam Hauser got 18 Peyton Pritchard with 16 with no Marcus smart they They needed to go to the bench a little bit more on this one. This isn't a, this isn't a game where you can't play Pritchard, right? If you don't have smart, you don't have an option. You need another guy that can go in and kind of create offense for your team. Jalen Brown played 40 minutes in this one. Jason Tatum, 37 minutes in this one. Grant 36 minutes in this one. We play again tomorrow. Against the Raptors, right? So this isn't this is a tough stretch of games for the Celtics. You cannot be going out there and playing forty something minutes per guy and expect to come out fresh tomorrow. Like we've got a, a long travel, long travel day and another game tomorrow. So the Celtics need needed guys tonight to step up, and we did get some of that. Hauser and Pritchard played. Can't say they played great. I will say on a from a defensive standpoint, I thought this was a good game for both of them. Offensively, neither of them really contributed much. Uh, Pritchard, end of the night, six points, two rebounds. Hauser, three points, three rebounds. Neither of them really impacted on the offensive end. But I'll give Sam Hauser, I'll give Peyton Pritchard a lot of credit. Because both of those guys had to defend Kevin Durant tonight. Like, actually, I'm not just saying they were on the court when Kevin Durant was out there. They were both matched up with Kevin Durant at times. Peyton Pritchard was matched up against him twice that I remember. And he forced a pass out twice because Kevin Durant was not moving him. Same thing with Sam Hauser. Sam Hauser had a transition block, right? These guys, despite their, you know, limitations in size and, you know, Speed. They make up for it and hustle. Peyton Pritchard is a strong dude. I've said it on this podcast before. I'll say it again. Peyton Pritchard is a significantly better defender than anybody wants to give him credit for. Sam Hauser has gotten better. I'm still not, I'm still not on the bandwagon that he is a good defensive player, but he is making strides. Like the fact that he's getting out in transition with a block, the fact that he can stay in front of his guys as talented as Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, like that's a massive win, right? So overall, solid games through most of the lineup. Uh, One thing I will say, like the Celtics offense did struggle a lot in this one. But if you look at the way that they played on the defensive end, just as far as holding them, holding the nets to numbers, we held them to shooting 40% from the field as a team, 34%, which is under league average in three point percentage. And they turned the ball over 14 times. Right. So this is a this is a situation for the Celtics where they're taking full advantage of it. We had 18 points off of their. I'm sorry, 15 turnovers. 18 points off of their 15 turnovers. And what did the Celtics do when they turned their ball o- when they turned their balls over? Sounds awkward. Uh, 17. They had 26 fast break points. Right, like that is a massive, massive difference. Right, and as as Scott has mentioned in the comments here. We had 11 steals in this one. All of those live ball turnovers are what's leading to these fast break points. Again, 26 fast break points. That is a massive margin, right? They had 13 for the Nets. This isn't a Nets team that is going to run and gun all game long. I get that, right? The Celtics are really pushing the pace all season long. That's been one of their like one of the reasons that they're 19 and five at this point because they're pushing the ball, they're getting everybody involved and it's paying off in dividends, right? We got to the free throw line 20 times in this one, 18 of 20, 90% from the free throw line. Love to see that. And if you look at the the nets, they actually got there more 22 times, but they only hit 15 of them. They shot 68.2% from the free throw line tonight. And a large part of that, is due to Joe Missoula understanding. I don't know if it's Joe Missoula or Al Horford, but one of them understood that Nick Claxton is a horrible free throw shooter. And similar to the hack-a-shack method, they had the hack-a-Claxton, and he was one of six from the free throw line in this one. Like, we've got guys that are playing with their minds, right? Like, they they understand who they're facing, and are taking advantage of that. So, overall, again, offensively, not great. We had a couple of monster performances, but defensively, as good as it gets. Right. So, I do want to talk about some of the negatives uh, and kind of where the Celtics were lacking uh, tonight. Before we dive into that, though, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at hopewellhempfarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns. Like, can the Celtics continue on this unbelievable stretch of basketball and break the NBA offensive rating record? When I'm looking to get in on that action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Do you think Jason Tatum's going to score 35 in a Celtics 10-point game? This is the type of action you can get in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pre-game moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so this game, there were two glaring deficiencies that the Celtics faced. And the most glaring one to me is assists. We'll talk about turnovers as well. But the assists in this one is the part that really pisses me off because you talk about the way the Celtics have been playing all season long The reason that they're on pace to become the best offensive team of all time is because of the way that we've been moving the ball all season long. We're averaging 27 assists a game, right? Marcus smart's a huge part of that. He's leading the team seven and a half assists per game. He's played great, significantly better than any Celtics fan wants to admit. uh, Especially on the offensive side. However, when he is not there, there was a glaring need for more playmaking. And Jason Tatum had the ball in his hands a lot more in this one, but he turned the ball over nine times. Like that's unacceptable. And I get like guys have bad nights. He's an MVP candidate for a reason, right? Not arguing that, but nine turnovers is brutal. At some point, you gotta give someone else the ball and try to find shots in rhythm. Stop trying to create. Give Brogdon the ball. Give Jalen Brown the ball, right? I've talked about this in the last couple of podcasts. Jalen Brown has been so good the last like week or so because he hasn't really been forcing a ton of stuff. He's going out there and playing within the rhythm of the game. I will say tonight in his 20-point first quarter, he created a lot of offense on his own because he was just hot. Like He was not missing anything. And I understand that assists don't happen when you play that type of basketball. However, when you play that type of basketball, other guys don't get in rhythm. So you're sitting there watching one guy go off and it really slows the progression of the game for the team. And I'm not sitting here saying that Jalen Brown needs to not go out and score 20 points in a quarter Because it was one of the most efficient quarters I've seen in a long time. I'm going to say it was five of six, four of four from three in that first quarter alone. Uh, So, Or six of seven and five of five, I think is what the total numbers came out to. That is a nuts stat line. Absolutely insane stat line. Keep going off. Do you. But once those shots aren't falling come the second quarter, because Jalen Brown played the full 12 minutes. Once he comes out and you have Jason Tatum rolling with some of those bench guys, everybody else needs to play Celtics basketball and continue to pick up the slack. And that's not what happened in this one. The Celtics came out, we scored 35 points in that first quarter. Second quarter, ball stopped moving. Jalen Brown came back in, picked up a little bit later in the second. Uh, But that third quarter, We scored 13 points, 13 points in the third quarter, and it was bad. Like it was absolutely terrible basketball. But I do want to, I do want to point one thing out. Like in that first quarter, when the Celtics started the game, it was a terrible start. We were down 11 to two. I'll credit Joe Missoula because a lot of guys have talked about this all season long. They're very critical of Joe Missoula holding on to timeouts. Joe Missoula held on to his timeout while they were down 11-2, and the Celtics went on a 14-0 run, letting the Celtics play through that. And it paid off in spades. So I get it. like the, I, underst- I understand the frustration, not calling timeouts. I understand wanting to kind of rein in your guys a little bit. But once again, there's a very big reason guys like me, guys like all of the people on Facebook, Twitter, are on Facebook and Twitter and not coaching because whatever Joe is doing is working, right? So credit him for that. But you look at the way that the Celtics played after that, it was a really tough brand of basketball. And it wasn't something that we're accustomed to seeing because we're so used to seeing Marcus Smart run this offense and drive in and find guys. And when he's driving in and finding guys, Those guys continue to move. It's constant ball movement and player movement the entire game. And that's the reason the Celtics offense is so good, and we did not see that tonight. But it's not something that should be that hard for others to replicate. So that's one of the issues that I take with this game. The other big issue is turnovers, right? Like you cannot turn the ball over that many times and expect to win games. Right. Obviously, they pulled off a win in this one because the Nets turned the ball over basically just as much. Uh, But 17 turnovers in this one. Again, nine of them came from Jason Tatum. So that's brutal. Uh, But 18 points off of those 17 turnovers. Right. So if you clean that up, along with continuing to play Celtics basketball on the offensive end, this would have been a game where we blew the Nets out by 25. Right? Because the defense was there. Offense was ish. It was ish there. Right? It was still, there are still a lot of areas for improvement in this game. But the key point here is that the Celtics pulled off a win. And that's huge. Uh, And that's where we're going to end things here. Because honestly, like at the end of the day, as good as they played defensively, as bad as they played offensively, we still came out of this with an 11 point win against the Brooklyn Nets, against an MVP candidate and Kevin Durant and one of the craftiest basketball players in the NBA and Kyrie Irving. So take everything with a grain of salt. 11 point win is pretty nice. That's where we're going to wrap things up uh, for today's podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to join our Facebook page boston celtics till i die our youtube page boston celtics game day recap and make sure to rate and review the podcast five star written review everything helps the more reviews the more ratings the more it gets pushed towards the top of the celtics charts here and people that are searching for celtics come across me so appreciate all the help have a great night celtics fans we'll talk to you tomorrow Well we the self